This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Well, the Blues took on the Red Wings last night, and there's a lot more to talk about than just the game. A lot of rumors going around St. Louis, even a big article in the Post-Dispatch about how trade talk with the Red Wings and Blues, trading Allen to the Red Wings for Howard and some other compensation, but I honestly don't think it's going to happen. There's a couple other teams interested in Jimmy Howard, including the Penguins. From what I understand coming out of Detroit, Detroit's going to want a first-round pick. The Blues don't have a first-round pick to give, and even if they did, I wouldn't give it. You don't give a first-round pick for a guy you're going to rent for around five or six months. His contract is up at the end of the year. His cap hit, I believe, is somewhere around $5.2, $5.3 million this year. Now, a lot of the thinking is by the fans, we'll get Jimmy Howard in here, and he'll just love to play in St. Louis. And next year, we'll resign him, and we'll go after Bobrovsky. That's what we'll do. He can, Jimmy Howard will be our backup. Bobrovsky will be our number one. Let's stop that right there. Jimmy Howard does not want to be a backup. He's 34 years old, and I'm sure someday he'll realize he's not a starter anymore. But right now in his career, he wants to be a starter. Blues fans are thinking they can get this guy next year for 2 or $3 million. In short, Jimmy Howard's not going to take a couple million dollars to be a, a starter or a backup. He's not going to do it. He has said publicly he wants to start. Some team will pay him to start. If anybody gives the Red Wings a number one draft pick for Jimmy Howard, they're stupid. Is he a good average goalie? Yeah, he's average. That's what he is. Maybe a little bit above average. Let's go ahead and get into last night's game. This was an up and down game for the Blues. First period, Detroit just smashed Jake Allen with shots. 15 of them, I believe. He stopped all of them. Looked very, very good. In fact, the announcers on MSNBC said he was great in the first period. But after the first period, what would happen? Would the Blues offense kick in? Would Detroit's offense kick in? Would the Blues make mistakes that led to goals? Would Detroit make mistakes that led to goals? That is speared down. Della Rose sees it loose for Nyquist. Fed out in front. Vanek scores! Picks up the puck. Looks like he's going in behind the net. He throws it back to where he came from. Allen is down. And Vanek goes off the post and in. That's a beautiful pass. And Vanek puts it right where you want. The Blues just let Nyquist skate around behind the net. Get the puck to Vanek right in front of the net. Where there's Sunquist, there's Dunn, and there's Steen and none of them take him. They try to play the puck, and he scores. And that's what happens when you play the puck in front of the net and not the player. When guys are in front of the net, you take the whole body out, or you get it to where they can't use their stick. And Detroit's up one to nothing. Some great skating by Nyquist to get the puck to Vanek. His third goal of the year, Nyquist gets his 15th assist. De La Rose gets his second assist. We finally have a goal in this game at 4 minutes and 22 seconds into the second. Less than three minutes later, 
Athanasiu, who's just been great this year for Detroit. Plus, I love his name. It kind of sounds like happy to see you, happen to see you. He gets his 11th goal at 7 minutes and 17 seconds in. Athanasiu able to work it in deep, and it's fed across to Green. Green out in front. zone for the St. Louis Blues. It didn't initially lead to much, but eventually some offensive zone time and a terrific pass by Mike Green and overcommitted Jay Gallen leaves the cage empty as Athanasiu is able to put that home. But boy, this Red Wings team has been fast. They've pounced on mistakes by the Blues. A big pass from the veteran Mike Green, who is going into his 14th season this year, 33 years old. I honestly thought his career was over a few years ago. But he still shows up. He's still a solid player. That goal by Athanasiu was basically caused by a mistake by Alex Petrangelo and then bad positioning by Jake Allen. That's the two-part mistake on that goal. That goal by Athanasiu was his 11th of the year. Green gets his 10th assist. Vanek gets his 6th assist. 7 minutes, 17 seconds in. Detroit is up 2 to nothing. But they were not done in the second period. Tyler Bertuzzi would get his first of two goals to give Detroit a commanding lead 3 to nothing, 11 minutes and 4 seconds into the second period. And changes from the bench. Making the drive is Green. Pennant to the slot. Glenn getting a shot. Rebound. Score! Bertuzzi! And it's 3 to nothing. The Red Wings are going to go for a change. Glenn Denning's the guy that starts it. You got fresh players on the ice going hard in that Green with great patience. Rasmussen goes hard, and Bertuzzi, who was in the middle of the ice, knocks this puck right out of midair. Incredible patience by Mike Green. Oh, I agree. I mean, we've seen it now on two straight goals by Mike Green on that right side. Green played very well for Detroit last night, was involved in a lot of the Red Wings' opportunities, including that goal by Bertuzzi. That would be Tyler Bertuzzi's seventh goal of the year. Glenn Denning gets his sixth assist. Green, as I said, had a good game, gets his 11th assist. 11 minutes, 4 seconds in. It's looking bad for the Blues. Detroit is up 3 to nothing. The Blues were outshot in the first period, 15 to 4. The second period, it seems like the Blues are getting some opportunities. They're trying hard. They started to come back just a couple minutes after that goal by Bertuzzi. They would outshoot Detroit in the second period, 17 to 10, and would have some great opportunities. And those opportunities would lead to two goals. So now Petrangelo able to step ahead with this and give it back over to Perron. Perron able to walk it back in and step by. Perron a shot, he scores! What a goal! A power play goal for the Blues and it's 3-1. Boy, there is not a lot of room. David Perron just sneaks this in short side on Jimmy Howard. Knifes in through the defense, gets inside. Howard down and he goes top shelf. I'll tell you, this is something special. I mean, when you get that right-hand shot on that goal line, that's the one area as a goaltender where you can be exposed is above the glove. But a lot of times, goaltenders will say, hey, if you can make that shot, you can have it. And not many guys can. And Perron with a great individual effort. 35 to go on the power play. All attack time for the Blues. O'Reilly across. And a shot by Tarasenko. He scores! It's 3-2. Back-to-back power play goals for St. Louis. Oh, another great play from Ryan O'Reilly, and it was just a matter of time. Winning-lose battles, retrieval of pucks. O'Reilly, Tarasenko settles it down and goes short side on Jimmy Howard. What a pass from O'Reilly. 
Great settle of the puck, and there is not a lot of room, but that is a goal scorer's goal. Two huge goals by the Blues. Man, did it show they had heart. They didn't play well in the first period. They played bad in the first part of the second period, but they started stepping it up. Great goal by David Perron, and that is a goal scorer's goal. Not much room there to get it past Howard, but he did it. Gets the Blues on board, his seventh goal of the year. Petrangelo making up for that mistake earlier on that Athens to CU goal. Gets his seventh assist. Power play goal, 13 minutes, 37 seconds in, 3-1. to one. That second goal by Tarasenko, just a beautiful goal too. His eighth goal of the year, his third goal in the last three games. O'Reilly gets his 15th assist. Dunn gets his sixth assist and another power play goal. Two power play goals in one night for the Blues. Maybe this is something we're going to see from them to where the power play starts kicking back in and gets as good as it was at the beginning of the year. That goal was at 15 minutes, 16 seconds. It's 3-2. to two. Going into the third period, you just had a feeling that the Blues were going to come back and tie this game. They played very well at the first part of the third period, I thought. And just about eight minutes in, David Perron, who had the beautiful goal earlier, would tie it up with his eighth goal of the year to make it 3-3. Three to three. All rolled around behind. Here's Perron feeding one to the slot. Oh, and Howard flicks that away from Fabry. Another try. They score! Out of the net now, scramble. The Blues have tied the game on the goal by Perron. Perron starts it. What a stop by Jimmy Howard. The puck is laying there. Right-handed shot right in the wheelhouse. And threes are wild here in Detroit. Well, the guy who got this started, David Perron, with a great individual effort to get this game to 3-1, starts to play, like you said, Edzo, a nice little feed, and then goal scorers tend to know where to go to find the loose change. And for Perron, he picks up that loose change, and we've got ourselves a tie hockey game. Everybody's spirits were down after going down 3 to nothing, including mine. Just looked like the Blues weren't there. But they battle back. They get the game tied up on this big goal by David Perron, who besides his two goals, I thought was all over the ice. Just one of those David Perron type of games to where when he shows up, he's all over the ice. He's hitting people. He's getting to the puck quickly. And that's exactly what he did last night. That would be Perron's second goal of the game and eighth of the year. Robbie Fabry, who I thought played pretty well, gets his second assist. Shin, who's there every night, gets his ninth assist. Tied at three apiece, eight minutes and four seconds in. At this point, as I said, everybody probably thought the Blues were going to tie it. I thought the Blues were going to take over this game. I thought they played well for the next couple minutes, but then another mistake. Jake Allen makes the initial save. There's several Blues players on one or two Red Wings and on the side of the net with a wide open goal was Tyler Bertuzzi to get his eighth goal of the year, his second of the game to give Detroit the 4-3 to three win. Great job of just getting that puck out of their zone. A score! Bertuzzi! Again, a fortunate bounce. It's 4-3. to three. Well, for the first time in a long time, the Red Wings have a little bit of sustained offensive pressure. It all started with a shot from Bertuzzi to the, from the point. Glendening with a redirect, and now they just win some foot races, which they haven't done in... What, 25, 30 minutes of this game and second chance opportunity. And he got a wide open net in behind Jake Allen. Terrible positioning by the defense on that goal. Jake did what he needed to do. He made the first two stops. The guys are all standing around one side of the net. And there's Bertuzzi on the other side of the net. 
with nobody around him at all. Very similar to Patrick Laine the other night. Nobody around him. It's like they lost track of him. That's a missed assignment. And the Blues continue to do it. And that's why they lost this game. Not Jake Allen. That goal by Bertuzzi, as I said earlier, was his eighth. Rasmussen gets his third assist of the year. And it was at 13 minutes and seven seconds in. Let's head to the stats. The tell of the tape. Shots on goal, 36. Red Wings, 31. 43% face-offs for the Blues. 57 for the Red Wings. Bright spot for the Blues, 2 for 3 on the power play. The Red Wings were 0 for 2. Hits the Blues had 20, the Red Wings 17. Blocks 11 for the Blues, 15 for the Red Wings. The Red Wings had 15 giveaways to the Blues 7. Heading into the postgame interviews, we're going to hear from Alex Petrangelo and the newly healthy Alex Steen, and then, of course, get straight to Coach Berube on this loss. Why did it take you guys so long to get going? Obviously, if we had the answer, we would not have waited, but uh, obviously it wasn't a great start for us. And uh, I think the shots at one point were like, we had four, they had 20-something, so it's a little bit embarrassing. And we tried to change it a little bit and did some good things the second half of the game and uh, kind of shows you all we, what we can do. But again, uh, much like the previous two games, we had one good game and the one bad game. So it was kind of the same thing in the same game now. And, um, I think guys just got to take care of themselves and, and make sure they're ready to go from the start. It's not the, what we're doing or anything. You saw the goals, basically everything they got, we gave it to them. Uh, we're losing games because uh, we don't play the good. It's not we, that we're losing and we play great, great hockey and that you can tip your head at the end of the game. It's not like that. Uh, so it's disappointing for sure. All their goals were, were shooters that were, you know, alone. It wasn't like it was a great shot that, yeah. that, that beaches. That just defensive well, breakdowns, made, positioning. They made good plays, and yeah, like like you said, uh, it's almost like uh, they pushed us really deep in the zone, and our fourth guy wasn't there. I count a couple of them, and I don't know uh, exactly who it was, whatever, but it seems that that's what happened. We talked about it in between periods, and but again, we shouldn't have to talk about it. Your uh, power play goal. Really changed the momentum. Can you can you take us through the play? Look like you. Yeah. The power play is almost over. I mean, are you you're aware of that? I guess. But uh, what's going through your head? You skated through about. Three yeah, a lot. Guys. A lot of times. Uh, yeah, you can't really attack too much there, but a little bit of space. And uh, like you say, it was at the end of power play, trying to get something going for our team, and uh, it worked out. So it was definitely good, and good that we followed it up after, and even uh, tying the game was huge. And that point we're thinking that we're gonna just keep playing the game that we've been playing the last 30 minutes and, and find a way to get points at least and uh, we didn't do that. The, the goal that tied at the second goal is that the kind of goal that you have to get it was just like the dirty goal you guys all swarming around the net whacking yeah away the but it, it's dirty goal but it's also making plays like starts with Bowie puts in a good spot and Fabs uh, stays in the slot finds the open ice uh, was able to find them there and I think that's that's key like the, the goals they scored that's exactly what they did they found guys in the slot and I think at times we, we can do that more. We play good on the boards. We're really good at cycling the puck, but the key to cycling the puck is, is really to find a guy in, in the slot or somewhere and make a play from there at one point, and, um, and that was a good example for sure. What's the level of frustration now? You guys got to be going nuts. Yeah, we do, but uh, we got to find a way to um, keep our heads up yeah, and uh, keep our composure and uh, kind of 
go to work and, and, and really grind as hard as we can and, and turn it around. It's it's time that we have to do it, obviously, and we can repeat it over and over. It wouldn't make that big a deal, but uh, we we got to keep working, keep doing the things, and, and hope that it's going to turn around because we got some good guys in here, and uh, we got to put uh, consistent efforts uh, day after day. Well, we didn't uh, we didn't play to our strengths at the start of the game. Um, you know, they... they um, Jumped on some opportunities that we gave them to get get momentum or to get to their game more than we did ours, and um, it took us too long to get to to where we should have gotten early. Was their speed and their, their quickness was it kind of a problem early on, or did it take a while to get adjusted to that, or no? No, I don't think so. I think we just we played into that a little bit. I thought we had a good start, and then um, took our foot off the gas a little bit. The the Lions were losing pucks at the Lions, and that kind of fed their game a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, there's some one-on-one situations are all over the ice that we weren't winning the first half of the game, that we were the second half. It seemed like all the roles or guys were were open. Is that just def- defensive breakdowns, coverage breakdowns? What uh, what can you say about that? Uh, that's those one-on-one battles that I was just talking about. But you know, we'll have to have a look at. I can't remember each goal, but that's definitely a breakdown that's that's caused and um, a lot of it is one-on-one battles. You're, you're putting tons of pressure on them at the end. Do you feel like you just maybe ran out of time? I mean, you were all over them the last couple of minutes, even when you pulled the goalie. Uh, I think we came back before that and, you know, obviously giving up the fourth one uh, with about six left was, was tough and, you know, we tried there towards the end. And, um, you know, couldn't get past in the last minute or so. Well, we didn't shoot the hockey puck for one, so um, every time we went over the offensive blue line, we didn't shoot. Gave it back to them, didn't win any battles early on, and they came at us. They got good speed, and they put everything in the net, and we didn't. Was it just a case where, when you said not enough shots on goal, where we're just maybe looking for the perfect play or the perfect setup? or? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think that we're – we look like we're – Obviously not a confident hockey team, and we're waiting. Looks like we're waiting to lose at times. Um, we got down. We decided to get going. Came back in the game and, and played pretty well the rest of the game. But you can't give teams three nothing leads. Yeah, and then you, you see Perron scores a power play goal to get you going, and you see what the team is capable of. That's got to increase the frustration level. Right? Oh, it definitely does. It's just it's, a, it's all between the ears, and uh, it's a good hockey team, but. They have to go and show it every night, and you got to go and play. And we're at times we don't we don't play the way we can. And in this league, if you don't do that, you're probably going to probably not going to win. It's like every one of their goals, the guy was open. You know, maybe yeah. different spots on the ice, but is that breakdowns or? What yeah. Well, in front of our net, we just got to get better. We got to get a lot harder, and we got to do a better job. We've given up way too many goals in front of our net this year. And. Is it just when it comes down to maybe grit or, or, or yeah, I mean, you got to get clear the guy out, I yeah, guess. It comes down to a couple things, but, uh, you know, there's things that uh, we obviously got to get better at around there. Uh, one of them is grit, but there's other things too. For a while, uh, that Perron goal looked like it launched you guys. With, uh, uh, what did you think, think of that play? It looked like the power play was almost over, and usually you don't score in those situations like that. Well, he stayed with it and made a great move. It was a great individual play by him. Any, uh, any 
fault you can take in Jake's goaltending tonight, or what? No. how'd you view his play? His play was fine. Wasn't yeah. nothing to do with him. What's your frustration level? Probably as high as the rest of the team. They're frustrated too. They want to win. There's uh, a lot of good players over there, a lot of character guys that really care about winning and want to win. And uh, we will event, we'll get it going. Did, did Detroit's speed and quickness, did that surprise you guys? No, we, we uh, you know, we knew and, or, you know, our team knew that they're a fast team, but we fed into that too. Though we didn't, <clears throat> we we didn't play. Like we didn't do what we're supposed to do. Uh, we lost battles. We lost 50-50 puck battles. We turned pucks over at the blue line, you know, instead of getting it deep, and that feeds into their game. And then they're a good transition team. Again, every game, we're not winning the one-on-one -on -one battles. Guys are open. We can't leave guys open. We got to do something better in front of the net. It's every game, guys. But yet, every game, it's Jake Allen's fault. What did you hear that at the end then? What did you think of Jake Allen's play? Jake Allen was fine. You know, basically, he's not the reason we lost this game. But Twitterverse, fanverse, whatever, it's Jake Allen's fault. A lot of people are so focused on Jake Allen. They can't see the mistakes the Blues are making. Some of the people may admit, yeah, there are some mistakes, but your goalie needs to carry you. I keep hearing that time and time again. Your goalie needs to carry you. Your goalie must carry you. Your goalie has to carry you. Your goalie can carry you when you're having a bad game now and again. You can't expect your goalie to carry you every single game. Doesn't happen. You must cut down on the mistakes. Your goalie can save you from some of those mistakes. But he's not going to save you from 10, 15, 20 mistakes a game. He's just not. And that's what Blues fans are expecting. Blues fans are expecting that every time some team gets a breakaway because of a mistake, that every time somebody doesn't clear a guy out in front of the net, every time a guy's wide open and nobody's touching him, Blues fans expect Jake Allen to make that save because that's what goalies are going to do. As I stated in my last podcast, I want you to go through and listen to every single post-game interview this year. I can't remember one time, and maybe there was one or two times, but I can't remember a time when Coach Mike or Coach Berube has said, yeah, Jake needs to make that save right there. Jake needs to make more big save. We need Jake to be better. Jake needs to come up big for us. You don't hear that. What you hear is, we're missing assignments. We're not taking care of the guys we're supposed to. We're not clearing guys out of the front of the net. We're leaving good players alone. We're making too many mistakes. We're allowing too many breakaways. We're not keeping the puck in the offensive end and allowing the other team too many good opportunities against our goaltender. That's what is going on. And I will get off the Jake Allen rant as soon as other people do. If there is a huge mantra of 80% of the fans that say this team is bad because of Jake Allen and saying that's the main reason, I will continue to point out when he's not the main reason. I told you earlier in the game when the goal was his fault. Most certainly did. I'm not a guy that's going to stick up for Jake Allen when it's his fault. A lot of people think that. A lot of other podcasts 
want him gone. A lot of media want him gone. But if you don't fix the mistakes and you allow teams and you allow players to be open, you allow teams to get 15, 20 good opportunities in a game, your goalie's most nights ain't going to save you. Your goalie most nights is not going to save you. And that's just the way it is. Mistakes happen. Sometimes your goalie makes a save. Continue mistakes time and time again, game after game. Your goalie's not going to save you every single time. Doesn't happen that way. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. To get more of the Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.